My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, an American Ninja Warrior in training, and the creator of Optimize Yourself. Whether you're a creative professional, an entrepreneur, a weekend warrior, or even a professional athlete, I strongly believe that it is no longer necessary to sacrifice your health in order to be successful. Throughout my own career, I have battled attention issues, anxiety, burnout, and back in 2005, after almost losing the battle with suicidal depression, I had had enough. I was done barely surviving. I wanted to thrive. Since then, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative and athletic performance. And now I wanna shorten your learning curve so you can forge your own path to greatness without sacrificing your sanity in the process. You ready? Let's get started designing the optimized version of you. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Optimize Yourself podcast, where I provide my written articles in audio form so you have the opportunity to listen instead of read if that's your preference. My hope is that you're going to use this opportunity to get up and step away from your desk to build the habit of moving more throughout your workday. Today's reading is for an article that I wrote for Frame.io that's titled The Ten Commandments of Working with Editors, A Producer's Handbook which can be found at optimizeyourself.me slash 10 commandments. And by the way, that's T-E-N. You spell out the word 10. So now without further ado, the reading of my article titled The 10 Commandments of Working with Editors, A Producer's Handbook, which again can be found at optimizeyourself.me slash 10 commandments spelled out T-E-N. Now, before I jump right into the article reading, I'd like to thank the company Adobe for not only supporting this podcast and the Optimize Yourself movement, but also for being kind enough to provide me with four yearly subscriptions to Adobe Creative Cloud that I can then give to you. Now, for those that might not be aware, Creative Cloud is an essential package of video creation tools such as Premiere, After Effects, and Audition. These are tools that I personally can't live without, whether I'm working in the web, in TV, or on film projects. To win yourself a yearly subscription to this awesome suite of creative tools, all you have to do is leave an honest review for this podcast in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It is seriously that simple. I'm going to do one drawing per month for October, November, December, and January. To learn more about the great products that Adobe Creative Cloud has to offer, all you have to do is visit optimizeyourself.me slash adobe. And if that isn't enough to get you excited, you can also enter to win the 12-month pro plan from my newest sponsor, Frame.io. If you're not familiar with Frame.io, it is an amazing online collaboration tool where you can comment and interact directly with your videos, providing instant feedback rather than constantly going back and forth via endless email chains while you're doing revisions to your videos. And you know how I feel about email and productivity. To learn more about Frame.io, just visit optimizeyourself.me slash Frame.io. And for clarification, that's Frame.io with no periods or spaces. And don't forget to leave that podcast review on iTunes to be entered to win. So now, without further ado, after a brief break to recognize the sponsors literally making this show possible for you today, the reading of my article titled The Ten Commandments of Working with Editors, A Producer's Handbook which again can be found at optimizeyourself.me slash 10 commandments spelled out T-E-N. 
This episode is made possible for you by ErgoDriven, the makers of the TopoMat, my number one recommendation for anybody who stands at their workstation. The Topo is super comfortable, an awesome conversation starter, and it's also scientifically proven to help you move more throughout the day, which helps reduce discomfort and also increase your focus and productivity. To learn more and get your Topo Mat, visit optimizeyourself.me Topo. That's T-O-P-O. This episode is also made possible for you by Sit Tight, my new number one recommendation if you're searching for a healthier, more ergonomically friendly office chair that turns sitting into an activity that actually improves your health rather than damaging it. Yes, you can actually get fit while you sit. If you've never seen one, just imagine the most comfortable bar stool on the planet on top of a BOSU ball. Eh, just trust me, it's awesome. If you want to learn more about how the sit tight can provide fitness for your body, focus for your mind, and fun for your spirit, just visit optimizeyourself.me slash sit tight and use the coupon code optimize for 10% off your order. Curmudgeon, loner, keyboard monkey, cave dweller, hermit. These are just a few of the choice names that many have come to associate with those of us who edit for a living. And they're not 100% wrong. Stereotypes often emerge from a grain of truth. There's no question that editors are unique creative creatures that are often misunderstood by producers, directors, and clients. We more often than not prefer to work alone. We don't get a whole lot of sun. And hey, by the way, if you're not familiar with the sun, here, let me Google that for you. We can be ridiculously OCD about our way of doing things. We don't like to be told what to do. And we get really snappy when you touch our keyboards. Sorry about that. It's nothing personal. If you are a producer or a client who's sitting on the couch in an edit suite, struggling to understand what makes your editor tick, and you would like a better understanding of how we operate, well, in this article, I have provided the 10 commandments of working with editors. As an author's note, I totally get that the word editor encompasses a wide range of job types. For those of you specifically in the Fortune 500 agency world, for example, it may be routine for the editor and producers to sit together during a session. I assure you, whether you're with your editor every day in his or her suites, or you're collaborating cross-country with a tool like Frame.io, you are going to have a superior working relationship with your editor if you adopt the spirit of these commandments, which are going to yield a superior end product. And that is something that we all want. Commandment number one, thou shalt respect each editor's unique personality. All editors are not created equal. We are not machines with a single factory setting. In a popular article from 2016, producer Damian Dayton condescendingly outlines the four types of video editors that you will meet. He details the strengths and the weaknesses of the musician, the technician, the painter, and the storyteller. Where Damien completely misses the mark is that we cannot be efficiently put in cleanly labeled boxes. But at the same time, he's not all wrong. There are different tendencies, strengths, and weaknesses that we all have as creative professionals. Yes, some editors are dominantly musicians with strong rhythm and a unique ability to work with music, but that doesn't mean that they suck at using the Abbott or doing a quick color pass. Some editors are dominantly painters who embrace the visual image and hang their own photography on the wall for all to see, but that doesn't rule them out as fantastic storytellers. And editors like me, who are primarily storytellers, might surprisingly also have a knack for rhythm, pacing, doing a quick split-screen comp, 
or even throwing in some motion graphics. If you want a long-lasting and stress-free relationship with the editor that you're sharing that dark room with, take a bit of time to understand their strengths and their dominant tendencies, but without the knee-jerk reaction of assuming that they fit into only one type. The next time that you become frustrated with an editor because he or she keeps incessantly asking you how your specific change relates to the story, rather than getting upset because you just want them to push the buttons, instead consider the perspective that your editor's number one goal is providing you the best end product possible. And if you find it odd that most editors are antisocial creatures who are often awkwardly introverted, consider that we chose a solitary profession working in the dark for long hours for a reason. Commandment number two, thou shalt understand that the creative process takes time. We totally get it. You need it ASAP. In fact, the many repeated requests that we get to complete our work immediately has transformed the acronym ASAP into a verb. Hey man, why are you in such a rush? Oh, I just got ASAPed again. As simple as it might seem to quantify how long something is gonna take by the amount of notes, the creative process can be messy. It's not always easy to provide an exact to the minute deadline for when a cut or a round of changes are gonna be ready for review. A list of five notes could take a day if they involve complex story restructuring or extensive music replacements, and a different list of 50 notes could take 30 minutes because all we have to do is massage a few frames or fix glitches and pops. We are always doing our best to deliver work as quickly as possible, but as creative professionals, it is nearly impossible for us to deliver unfinished work that lacks integrity. Delivering our very best day after day takes time. Fast, cheap, good. Pick two. You need the work to be high quality, but unfortunately there's no money in the budget to cover my OT? Eh, no problem. Just don't expect it in five minutes. Also keep in mind, that allowing us to front load the creative work and providing us the time to really polish and perfect our edits saves you a ton of time down the road. When I'm putting together my editor's cut of any given episode of television, I'm playing the long game. I'm not doing my best to get you an assembly. My goal is to deliver a cut that's so polished that it could be mistaken as a final airmaster, minus of course, final visual effects or color issues. Allowing us to breathe a little bit now gives you a lot of breathing space when it's your turn. Commandment number three, thou shalt be patient and understand that we will get it there. Once you understand that not all notes are created equal and that the creative process can be messy, it's also important to understand that just because what you see isn't working now, doesn't mean that it won't end up being exactly what you wanted and more. Trust us, eventually we're gonna get it there you no doubt had a specific vision in your mind of what your project would look like when it was finally cut together. Yet, after reviewing the first cut, you have a horrible pit in your stomach and possibly the urge to vomit because what you're watching is nothing like you imagined. Maybe the director went off the rails. Maybe there were production issues that you magically hoped wouldn't be noticeable once the piece was edited together. Or maybe the first cut is 20 minutes longer than you expected. The key is embracing that this part of the process is 100% normal. Just like writing, you have to write the bad draft before you are able to discover the great draft. Editing is simply the final writing process and equally as important. But just because your script presumably was perfect and just because everything went well on set 
doesn't mean that the first cut is gonna be magical with zero room for improvement. We have been in this position many times before, and while you might not be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, we do. Take a breath, relax, and allow us to guide you there. Commandment number four, thou shall not micromanage the process. If most editors are like me, when asked to deliver any kind of creative work, whether it's a first cut that's gonna take weeks or a small list of revisions that can be turned around in an hour, there are only two important questions. Number one, what are your expectations when this is done? And number two, when would you like to see it? Once we understand your level of expectation and once we know when you'd like to see something, we're all good. It's not always helpful having somebody pop in every two hours just to take a peek at a scene or ask how the changes are going. Nor is it necessary to have someone stand over our shoulder and comment on every work in progress music edit that doesn't sound smooth yet. Don't worry, we got this. In my article, five things that every editor can do to build trust and keep clients. I highlighted the need for editors to communicate with directors and producers so everyone is on the same page with clear expectations of the process. And this advice also applies equally to producers as well. When making a request, have a quick discussion about the working style and your expectations. Are you super rushed? And based on your schedule, it would be better to just sit in and review the changes one by one? Well, not a problem. Just clearly communicate that. Are the changes more complex and you have four other meetings to attend, so perhaps it's best to just let us do our thing so you can get your work done? Fantastic. What's important is that we're all on the same page. Tell us what you expect, tell us when you expect it, and then communicate about the best process for all of us. And then we're all good. Side note, just because we're stepping away from our workstations for a quick walk and our fingers aren't banging away at the keyboard, that doesn't mean that we're not still working on your changes. Creativity doesn't always happen at the computer. Commandment number five, thou shalt understand that we report to multiple people. Calmly repeat after me. Your emergency is not automatically my emergency. Just because somebody needs it ASAP, and by the way, refer to commandment two, that doesn't automatically mean that we have the space in our calendars to deliver immediately. The chances are pretty good that in addition to working with you, we are also working with other producers, a director or two, depending on our workload of episodes, whether it's promos, trailers, etc. And we also often answer to a network, an agency executive and an executive producer or a showrunner. Editors are the children trapped between many divorced parents. We get feedback from a lot of places and every single person's voice is important but there are only so many hours in a day to make everybody, and thus nobody, happy. If something urgent has come up and you require an editor to turn something around quickly, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You are doing your job to the best of your ability, and being a fantastic producer means pleasing the people that you work for, just as our job is to please you. The key is communicating with us about your deadlines and expectations, and again, when it comes to expectations, refer to commandment four. Before assuming that your emergency can automatically become our emergency, all you have to do is ask, hey, this just came up and it's super important. Do you think you have the bandwidth to handle it? If your current emergency is in fact a true emergency, then it's time to have a larger conversation with everybody involved to properly prioritize all active works in progress. 
Communication is the key to getting everything done on time and on budget and with no loss of sanity. The number one rule of post-production is never assume. Commandment number six, thou shalt maintain the position of collaborator, not boss. Despite our tendency to sulk in dark rooms, hence the terms cave dweller and hermit, editors love to collaborate. We understand our ultimate job is to service your needs. But here's the thing. We love to work with leaders. We don't enjoy working for bosses. And whether or not you're actually our boss is irrelevant. Don't treat us like you're the boss. Adopting a my way or the highway kind of attitude is not going to work. Treat us like a fellow collaborator with the common goal of telling the best story and delivering the best work possible. Asserting your dominance over us measly button pushers is definitely not the best strategy to help us reach our greatest creative potential. We editors are hired for our creative tastes and our opinions, in addition to our technical abilities. Treating us as if our ideas truly matter, even if they sometimes suck, is the clearest path to getting the best work that you can from us. If you go out of your way to show appreciation for the contribution that we make to the work, and if you recognize the value that our ideas bring to the table, we're going to be loyal to you until the end of time. Lead us, don't push us around. If you lord over us while we bang away at your changes because you think that the added pressure of breathing down our necks is going to help us reach a state of creative flow and thus deliver faster, well, good luck with that. Just because we're classified as below the line doesn't mean that we are second-class citizens. The best idea wins, no matter who it comes from. There's no question that the creative process can be a delicate dance of good ideas and bad ideas that must be executed within a tight deadline and often a limited budget. But the key is understanding that despite our often antisocial tendencies, editors love working with you, but we rarely love working for you. Commandment number seven, thou shalt not play around with our cuts or touch our stuff. Yeah, I heard. Avid Media Composer now has a free version. Or maybe you discovered there's a free trial for Adobe Creative Cloud. Oh, your brother-in-law has a copy of Final Cut Pro X. Good for him. Well, here's the thing. Having access to editing software makes a person an editor about as much as having access to QuickBooks makes a person a CPA. Imagine standing alongside Michelangelo as he crafts a beautiful canvas right before your eyes. Now I want you to imagine somebody stepping in with a paintbrush that they bought at Home Depot so they can polish the painter's work. Yes, I realize that person was most likely just trying to help, but clearly he doesn't have the creative eye nor the years of experience and expertise. Respect the amount of time, energy, and attention that we have put into perfecting our craft and stick to giving us feedback, not steering the ship for us. And while we're on the subject of playing around, Please keep in mind that our edit suite is our habitat. It is our home. Don't touch our keyboards. Please don't touch our monitors. And please do not use our office as your own personal conference room while we do your changes. We don't pace around your office for an hour making our doctor's appointments while you try to get work done. We expect the same respect in return. Commandment number eight. Thou shalt accept that editors are not technical wizards. Trust us, we desperately wish that we could simply turn off the vocals track and use just the instrumentals on that amazing song that you found on iTunes for the Act 3 montage. But the sad reality is that editors are not wizards, and post-production is not Hogwarts. 
not to mention the licensing issues that are going to be involved with using your music. We can't do everything. I'm sorry that we don't have a plugin to remove the background music that's playing in the production track that completely drowns out your star's dialogue. Yes, that visual effect is still temp, unless, of course, you have the $25,000 to send an unlocked sequence over to the visual effects house while we're still deep in the director's cut. And no, we can't quickly paint out that billboard in the background of 67 different shots in the first act chase sequence that was shot 100% handheld. We also can't attach a four gigabyte HD ProRes output to your email so you can quickly take a look. Hey, that's what Frame.io is for, use it. Now, if you're still convinced that we fill the role of wizard and we can fix everything in post, please proceed to commandment number nine. Commandment number nine. Thou shalt accept that not everything can be fixed in post. If you're tired of putting out fires at the last minute, and you're always feeling like you're chasing your tail while you fix it in post, might we suggest bringing the editors into your many pre-production conversations well before the cameras roll? We might not spend a lot of time on sets or around people in general, but we sure know a lot about avoiding potentially disastrous mistakes that can cost millions of dollars to fix two days before final delivery. There will inevitably be problems with every production, and ultimately it comes down to one choice. Do you prefer to pay to fix those problems now or later? The problems are inevitable and beyond your control. Being proactive about averting those problems is a choice that's well within your control. And if your strategy is to cross your fingers and hope that we can fix everything, please refer back to commandment number eight. Commandment number 10. Thou shalt accept that editing is our career and our passion, but it is not our life. Given the sacrifices and the brutal lifestyle that are required to successfully build and maintain a career as an editor, I would venture to guess that the vast majority of us do it because we love our craft and we simply can't imagine doing anything else with our lives. This, however, doesn't give anyone the license to take advantage of our time. We realize that you and your team may have spent years packaging this project. We understand that you might even have a good deal of your own money invested, including the second mortgage on your home and emptying out your kids' college funds. But none of this means that it's okay to ask us to work unpaid overtime or work beyond an agreed outdate without more pay or bring a sleeping bag to the edit suite because this week's gonna be a long one. Don't automatically assume that our level of passion is equal to your level of passion. You may have more invested in the outcome of this project, but you also reap the benefits far beyond us. The reality is that no matter how successful your project is, we get paid the same rate. Also be keenly aware that the bank does not allow us to pay our mortgages with exposure bucks. And most importantly, before cultivating a work environment that makes us feel like we're raising our kids via FaceTime, just take a second to find a little perspective and realize that we create entertainment for a living. We are not curing cancer. All this being said, know that if you adhere to these commandments, we will have the energy, inspiration, and commitment to give you exceptional work, a fulfilling collaboration, and an end product that we can all be enormously proud of. Ready to get to work? Awesome, so are we. I hope that you enjoyed the reading of my article titled The Ten Commandments of Working with Editors, A Producer's Handbook, 
which can be found at optimizeyourself.me slash 10 commandments. And again, that's T-E-N spelling out the word 10. If you enjoyed this episode, I want to remind you before you go to help support future episodes by leaving an honest review of the show in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. If you do leave a review, you're going to be entered to win a yearly subscription to Adobe Creative Cloud, an essential package of video creation tools that I personally cannot live without. Whether you're cutting your very first clip, you're creating Hollywood blockbusters such as Deadpool, or you're making critically acclaimed shows such as Atlanta or Mindhunter, Adobe has the tools that you need to bring your stories to the web, TV, or to film. What's even cooler about Creative Cloud is how easily you can move from ingest to editing and from color grading to 3D compositing, for example, thanks to all the smooth integration between Premiere Pro, After Effects, and Audition. To learn more about the products that Adobe Creative Cloud has to offer, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Adobe. And to win yourself that yearly subscription, just leave an honest review of this show in iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And if that isn't enough to get you excited, you can also enter to win the 12-month pro plan from my newest sponsor, Frame.io, an amazing online collaboration tool where you can comment and interact directly with your videos, providing instant feedback online, rather than constantly going back and forth via endless email chains. And you know how I feel about email and productivity. Even cooler, your comments can be imported directly into your editing software of choice, and it is so intuitive, easy to use, and dare I say pretty, that Frame.io even won an Apple Design Award. Stop patching together your email, your Dropbox, and Vimeo, and YouTube, and instead, just do yourself a favor and visit optimizeyourself.me slash Frame.io. And for clarification, that's Frame.io with no periods or spaces. And do not forget to leave that podcast review in iTunes to be entered to win. Thank you for listening. Be well. This episode of the Optimize Yourself podcast was made possible for you by ErgoDriven, the makers of the Topomat, my number one recommendation for anybody interested in moving more at their height-adjustable workstation. Listen, standing desks are only great if you're standing well. Otherwise, you're constantly fighting fatigue and chronic pain. Not like any other anti-fatigue mat, the Topo is scientifically proven to help you move more throughout the day, which helps reduce discomfort and also increase your focus and productivity. I'm standing on one as I read this, and I don't go to a single job without it. And if you're smaller and you're concerned that the Topo mat is too big, or you simply don't have the floor space, there's a Topo Mini for that. To learn more, visit optimizeyourself.me Topo. That's T-O-P-O. This episode is also made possible for you by Sit Tight, the desk chair that has instantly become my number one recommendation if you're searching for a healthier, more ergonomically friendly office chair. Sit Tight is an active sitting chair that uses your body's natural ability to balance to activate your postural muscles. You know, those are the muscles that hurt all the time because you're slouched over a keyboard all day long. Well, using the sit tight causes a significant increase in your heart rate, it increases brain activity, and it causes a sensation that's similar to riding a bike, which also brings just a bit of fun into the workplace. Simply put, the sit tight turns sitting into an activity that actually improves your health rather than damaging it, so you can get fit while you sit. If you want to learn more about this revolutionary new desk chair that I have fallen in love with and how it can provide fitness for your body, focus for your mind, and fun for your spirit, just visit optimizeyourself.me slash sit tight and use the coupon code optimize for 10% off your order.